This is Chapter Six of the American Claimant. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The American Claimant by Mark Twain, Chapter Six. In the course of time, the twins arrived and were delivered to their great kinsman. To try to describe the rage of that old man would profit nothing. The attempt would fall so far short of the purpose. However, when he had worn himself out and got quiet again, he looked the matter over and decided that the twins had some moral rights, although they had no legal ones. They were of his blood, and it could not be decorous to treat them as common clay. So he laid them with their majestic kin in the Chumley Church, with imposing state and ceremony, and added the supreme touch by officiating as chief mourner himself. But he drew the line at hatchments. Our friends in Washington watched the weary days go by while they waited for Pete and covered his name with reproaches because of his calamitous procrastinations. Meantime, Sally Sellers, who was as practical and democratic as the Lady Gwendolen Sellers was romantic and aristocratic, was leading a life of intense interest and activity, and getting the most she could out of her double personality. All day long in the privacy of her workroom, Sally Sellers earned bread for the Sellers family, and all the evening Lady Gwendolen Sellers supported the Rossmore dignity. All day she was American, practically, and proud of the work of her head and hands and its commercial result. All the evening she took holiday and dwelt in a rich shadowland peopled with titled and coroneted fictions. By day, to her, the place was a plain, unaffected, ramshackle old trap, just that and nothing more. By night it was Rossmore Towers. At college she had learned a trade without knowing it. The girls had found out that she was the designer of her own gowns. She had no idle moments after that, and wanted none, for the exercise of an extraordinary gift is the supremest pleasure in life, and it was manifest that Sally Sellers possessed a gift of that sort in the matter of costume designing. Within three days after reaching home she had hunted up some work. Before Pete was yet due in Washington, and before the twins were fairly asleep in English soil, she was already nearly swamped with work, and the sacrificing of the family chromos for debt had got an effective check. "'She's a brick,' said Rossmore to the Major. "'Just her father all over. Prompt to labor with head or hands, and not ashamed of it. Capable, always capable. Let the enterprise be what it may. Successful by nature. Don't know what defeat is. Thus, intensely and practically American by inhaled nationalism, and at the same time intensely and aristocratically European by inherited nobility of blood.' just me exactly mulberry sellers in matter of finance and invention after office hours what do you find the same clothes yes but what's in them rossmore of the peerage the two friends had haunted the general post office daily at last they had their reward toward evening on the twentieth of may they got a letter for x y z it bore the washington postmark the note itself was not dated. It said, Ash Barrel, Back of Lamp Post, Black Horse Alley. If you are playing square, go and set on it tomorrow morning, 21st, 10.22. Not sooner, not later. Wait till I come. The friends cogitated over the note profoundly. Presently the Earl said, Don't you reckon he's afraid we are a sheriff with a requisition? 
why my lord because that's no place for a seance nothing friendly nothing sociable about it and at the same time a body that wanted to know who was roosting on that ash barrel without exposing himself by going near it or seeming to be interested in it could just stand on the street corner and take a glance down the alley and satisfy himself don't you see yes his idea is plain now he seems to be a man that can't be candid and straightforward he acts as if he thought we shucks i wish he had come out like a man and told us what hotel he now you struck it you struck it sure washington he has told us has he yes he has but he didn't mean to that alley is a lonesome little pocket that runs along one side of the new gadsby that's his hotel what makes you think that why i just know it he's got a room that's just across from that lamp post he's going to sit there perfectly comfortable behind his shutters at ten twenty-two tomorrow and when he sees us sitting on the ash barrel he'll say to himself i saw one of those fellows on the train and then he'll pack his satchel in half a minute and ship for the ends of the earth hawkins turned sick with disappointment oh dear it's all up colonel it's exactly what he'll do indeed he won't won't he why because you won't be holding the ash barrel down it'll be me you'll be coming in with an officer and a requisition in plain clothes the officer i mean the minute you see him arrive and open up a talk with me well what a head you have got colonel sellers i never should have thought of that in the world neither would any earl of rossmore betwixt william's contribution and mulberry as earl but it's office hours now you see and the earl in me sleeps come i'll show you his very room they reached the neighborhood of the new gatsby about nine in the evening and passed down the alley to the lamp-post there you are said the colonel triumphantly with a wave of his hand which took in the whole side of the hotel there it is what did i tell you well but why colonel it's six stories high i don't quite make out which window you all the windows all of them let him have his choice i'm indifferent now that i have located him you go and stand on the corner and wait i'll prospect the hotel the earl drifted here and there through the swarming lobby and finally took a waiting position in the neighborhood of the elevator during an hour crowds went up and crowds came down and all complete as to limbs but at last the watcher got a glimpse of a figure that was satisfactory got a glimpse of the back of it though he had missed his chance at the face through waning alertness the glimpse revealed a cowboy hat and below it a plaided sack of rather loud pattern and an empty sleeve pinned up to the shoulder then the elevator snatched the vision aloft and the watcher fled away in joyful excitement and rejoined the fellow-conspirator we've got him major got him sure i've seen him seen him good and i don't care where or when that man approaches me backwards i'll recognize him every time we're all right now for the requisition they got it after the delays usual in such cases by half-past eleven they were at home and happy and went to bed full of dreams of the morrow's great promise among the elevator load which had the suspect for fellow-passenger was a young kinsman of mulberry sellers but mulberry was not aware of it and didn't see him it was viscount barclay chapter six